middle-aged. Outlaws. Middle-aged. Welcome to episode 56 of the OC versus the OC podcast. This is the podcast where we discuss what would happen when cast members of the beloved show The OC enter the squared circle and face off with the phenomenal AJ Styles, Carl Anderson or Luke Gallows. This week we'll be discussing Sandy Cohen and the Chino Cabra Ryan Atwood and they'll be taking on Gallows and Anderson in a Tijuana street fight. Let's hope Marissa is safe. Adam, welcome. Have I got the wrong podcast again? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I kind of think that one sounds quite interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll join that one as a guest. Okay, sorry, I'm really sorry. This keeps happening. This is episode 56 of the Middle-Aged Outlaws podcast. I meant to say it's Sandy Cohen. Sandy Cohen? Sandy <laughs> Cohen is the original Middle-Aged Outlaw. There's a man that knows how to wash his dishes before they go in the dishwasher. That, that Yeah, he was pretty cool. He was, he was. Uh, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm uh, very, very warm. It's uh, it's very, it, it doesn't really feel like Scotland the last few days. Almost yeah. as if we're in the OC. Yeah, yeah, but good. How are you? I'm sweaty, but good. Nice. Um, it's appropriate that we will be talking SummerSlam on such a nice, warm and beautiful day. Um, and let's hope that you keep your theatrics to a minimum, unlike a certain Mr. Hickingbottom or whatever on earth his real name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be in Washington, D.C. And like I say, we're going to be talking SummerSlam 2005. Shall we, shall we get in the mood for it? Let's do it. Like we always do. Okay, some albums released around about this time. Late Registration by Kanye West. Sophomore album. Uh, a Beautiful Lie by 30 Seconds to Mars. Okay. Mm. Uh, a Music of the Sun by Rihanna, which was her debut album. And it really? had the hit Ponder Replay. Oh, it. yeah. Remember that, Adam? I, I do. This is, uh, yeah, very long time ago. Uh, around about this time, Eminem entered rehab for dependency on sleep, sleep medication. With big inverted commas. Uh, some singles released around about this time. Dare by Gorillaz. Uh, because of You by Kelly Clarkson. Classic. Okay. The Importance of Being Idle by Oasis. Not so classic. Uh, Suddenly I See by Katie Tunstall. Which oh, yeah. feels like if you hear that song, it's just, just a bit like that's a point in time, isn't it? Hmm. Certainly in this part of the world. Uh, it was round about this time that the girl with the dragon tattoo novel was released okay. posthumously. And Adam, the world's oldest cat, Cream Puff, died at age 38 in three days. That's too old for a cat. That's outrageous. Like, I'm, I'm a cat person and I want them to, you know, survive and thrive, but that's too old for a cat. 38? I mean, I'm just past 38 and I've kind of had enough. <laughs> and you know, I go further than just round about the neighbourhood sort of thing. I yeah, wonder if it true. was a cat that got outside or if it was... Hmm. 
Yeah. Only two. Join us next time as we discuss with deep dive in a cream puff. Uh, here's some films that were released round about this time, Adam. Okay. The Devil's Rejects. Oh wow. Yes. Um, the Island with Scarlett Johansson and Hugh McGregor. Can remember go see that one of the pictures. Oh. I want to say it was a Michael Bay effort. Okay. Uh, the Dukes of Hazard. Remember it. I, I, I do. I think I saw it once. I think. Sean William Scott. Didn't really grab me, I don't nah. think. And uh, in the US, certainly at least the 40 year old version was released. Ah, I, I, I enjoyed that. That was a good film. It was a good film. Uh, okay, so get your brain in working order. It's time to discuss UK number one for August 2005. Now, I want to say. Is it is it twenty first of August, SummerSlam? I've normally got it written down. This is this is really poor planning. SummerSlam twenty uh, first. Yeah, twenty first of August, two thousand and five. Uh, it's a solo male artist. Now, the last time we did this, was it just the last time we did this that it was that Crazy Frog song? I assume we've moved on from that. It is not still the Crazy Frog. I think it could have been. I think you're right. Uh, 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 no, yes, Axel F by Crazy Frog, yes. A solo male artist. British gentleman. Mm. <clears throat> like, can you give me, like, a style of music? Shit. His name's Raymond Slang. Oh, is it James Blunt? Yes. And the song? Oh, what was that one song? <laughs> oh, there was a song that was around for absolutely ages. Oh, come on. He saw her on the subway. She was with another man. This could be like when Edge saw Lita for the first time. They could play this. You're, you're beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. I, 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 I needed the first word. There you go. Well done. But thanks. Uh, the the US number one is the same as last time. Oh no! Right, it was Mariah Carey. It was, and I'd never heard of the song before. <laughs> I listened to this the other day, and I still, I still, I, that's twice now. I've listened to it and I don't recognise it. It's called Are... we, we Belong Together. Okay. I, like, I imagine, you know, what if this is just number one for the whole... I need to write it down and then mm. I'll... Yeah, just in case. Just keep playing it on Spotify and then when you get your Spotify rap, that'll be your number one song. And you'll never forget it. I don't, I don't think that's what I want. Okay. Okay. Uh, UK box office number one for 21st August 2005. Do you want to have a stab and then I'll give you a little clue? I, think I, might, I might just need the clue straight away, I... I'm afraid. I'm sorry. What if my clue's rubbish? I, I, I think it's a Tim Burton film. That's not helping. Um, and when you've got Tim Burton, you also normally have, as his main leading man, Oh, uh, yeah, what's his name? You get a lot of um, Johnny Depp. You get a lot of Johnny Depp here. He is the leading actor in this film. It's 
a kids' film. Is it uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Yes. Yes. Well yes. played. Have you seen that? Yes, I have. It's a bastardization of. Like I loved the uh, the Gene, Gene Wilder, Wilder one. Yep. That was amazing. But yeah, I, I wasn't impressed by that. The the, the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> we could maybe save that for a podcast another day, <laughs> where we just break down the Oompa Loompas. Anywho. <laughs> In the US box office number one, you've got it already. Boom! It's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No. <laughs> I'll give you a clue. Kelly Clarkson! That sounded like. 40 year old virgin. Yes! Yes! yes. You're like, I don't remember them shouting Kelly Clarkson and Highlander. <laughs> oh, it's when he's getting waxed, isn't it? Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. Well, okay. Please. That was impressive. Okay, so uh, we move on to our casting. So we, we like to take our wrestlers who are on the pay-per-view that we're about to talk about, this one being SummerSlam 2005, and cast them, or yes, cast use actors to cast the show. But recently we've started getting, using certain so we use a theme to cast mm -hmm. the show. So this time we're using Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. And sometimes I get myself all mixed up and think, am I taking Batista and making him Bane? Or am I making <laughs> I know what you Hardy mean. Batista? Yeah, I, I get confused. And, some, and I don't, I still, I'm not sure what I'm doing, but anyway, I've not got every match. Me neither. I struggled I'm, with some of these. Okay. Um, I've got some, so okay. let's just. Shall I tell you what I've got, and then you can? Yeah, go for can, it. See, so I've got Guerrero. Um, I really struggled with Mysterio. I didn't get Guerrero or Mysterio. Uh, yeah. Matt Hardy and Edge. I've got. I've got them. Undertaker and Orton. I've got. Yeah, uh, I've got them. I'm not happy with a lot of them, but I've got them. Okay, Batista and JBL. I've got. Yeah. Uh, Cena I've got, I've not got Jericho Yeah, I've got one for Jericho, I'm not that happy with it And uh, Michaels Hogan I've got um, For some reason, I put one for Benoit But okay. I didn't have one for Orlando Jordan that, That's okay, given given the length of time they take <laughs> up on this pay-per-view I think we can yeah. excuse that um, Did you watch any of the Dark Knight trilogy? I watched Batman Begins Nice um, I had my plan that I was going to watch all three, and then the plan fell through. I think I've seen The Dark Knight a lot of times, so I didn't. I didn't think I felt the need to watch that again. But if I was going to watch the first one and the third one, I'd want to watch The Dark Knight yeah. again anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not ruling out just continuing this. But let's see what I decide that we were going to cast as uh, for for the next show because I might be giving myself some additional things to watch. Mm -hmm. I watched Begins, I watched Dark Knight, and I watched maybe First Hour of Rises. Okay. Thoroughly enjoyed Begins miles more than I remember enjoying. I think the Dark Knight just is just so good that you <laughs> kind of forget that the other ones are good. Although by the time I started watching Dark Knight Rises, not that I watched them, uh, you know, like one after another, but mm. if Michael Caine went off on another story, Bullshit story. I think I was done, and maybe that's why I put it off. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, 
I once knew a man. Right, okay, pal. <laughs> That's enough now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, you said you've got not got Guerrero or Mysterio. No. Match card. So, yeah, the, the first on the match card that I've got is oh, Benoit. Benoit. And yes. then, yeah. So, a, a part of the, the, the length of time in the film plays a role in this. Um, I've gone for William Fitchner who is the bank manager Amazing. at the start of The Dark Knight. So he just comes out machine gun blazing and all that when the bank robbery is, uh, is starting off. And I thought, well, it's a really brief appearance, but I kind of bought it and I enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, I went for him as Benoit. Amazing. That must have been round about the time where Fitchner was really good in Prison Break as well. Yeah. he was. Uh, I, I, I like him. He's, 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 he's a good actor. Yeah, he is good. He is good. I like I like your justification for Benoit. I was slightly concerned about where you were going <laughs> with Benoit. So cool. Um, did you have who, who was next on the card? Was next on the card Hardy v Edge? It was. Yeah, it? that that's what I've next got names cool. written for. Who you got for Matthew Hardy? Right, I, I have gone for Matt Hardy. I have gone for Batman, Christian He's... Bale, uh, a wronged vigilante Avenger. Um, that that's where that's where I've gone with him. Like it, me too. I've I've said Matt Hardy is Bruce Wayne. Christian Bale seeks vengeance, much like Matt Hardy seeks vengeance uh, in this pay per view. The fans brought him back, much like the Batman signal brings out Batman. Nice, nice. Edge. So Edge, I I I went the Joker. I wasn't all that happy about it. I felt like I could have maybe put a bit more thought into it, but I was thinking he is the main rival of Batman here and he is always the villain I remember from the trilogy. But yeah, I I, kind of want... There wasn't an edge coming to me all that easily, if I'm being honest, Um, because I was looking at some of the villains that are a a wee bit more human because I feel like Edge is becoming a bit more human as we go remember he, he was quite extreme and over the top in, in yes. some instances um so yeah it probably contradicts that but that that's where it ended up going okay <clears throat> i did consider it the same for edge i've went with harvey dent played by uh what's his name eckhart Aaron eckhart. Eckhart. a boring blonde haired baby <laughs> face but absolutely maniacal and it is most interesting when he's evil he also stole Bruce Wayne's girl, much like Edge did. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So which would make Lita, Rachel Dawes, Katie Holmes slash Maggie Jones. That's, that's where I went, even though it didn't fit who my nice. <laughs> Edge was. <laughs> okay. Who have you got after that? Rain, Rain, get it, uh, Eddie? Yeah, I couldn't get them. I just couldn't. I, I spent... This was because I watched the show quite, quite late. It was... Uh, Sunday into Monday that I watched it I was sitting and I was trying to think for both these two and I thought it'd be awesome if I could come up with a Dominic as well I just couldn't get anything I was happy with It's a shame that we weren't didn't use the cast of Modern Family to cast this because I have got a, a nail on for Dominic Manny. Um, yes indeed yeah, Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Young Dominic is hilarious Anyway, uh, so you've got neither Neither. Sorry. <laughs> I've, uh, no, no, I, I struggled with Ray. There's no sort of small mass. Uh, uh, unbelievable as it would sound if we'd went with like the Tim Burton Batman, we'd have loads. 
Um, mm. Only for Eddie Guerrero, I've got the Scarecrow, played by Killian Murphy, an insane man with a penchant for theatrics and losing his temper. Nice. I like it. Uh, I love Killian Murphy in that. Yeah. I love how he just seems to pop up in mm-hmm. Dark Knight and then in Rises later on as well. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Uh, where next, Taker Orton? Uh, Taker Orton. Yeah, again. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't that happy with my picks, but I've got yeah. names. Okay. Right. Undertaker, I have gone Commissioner Gordon. So that. Gary Oldman. Yep. Um, I, I I think I was looking at it as the point of view is that it's like he's almost like the conscience of the films and Undertaker's always referred to as the conscience of the WWE. Amazing. I love that. Uh, for Undertaker, I've got Jim Gordon, played by Gary Oldman. I imagine Gary Oldman playing Undertaker. It'd be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, we could get his dreadlocks back from True Romance. Nice. Uh, legendary character who's been around for a long time. Jim Gordon has a second wife named Sarah. Mm. Much like yes. Mean Mark. Oh, I didn't join the dots on that. Uh, what about Randall Keith? Uh, I have gone for Blake from uh, Dark Knight Rises. Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Um, where, you know, you see this guy, young, fresh-faced guy, you know him, you know he's been around for a wee bit, but there's a hell of a lot more planned for this guy. Uh, oh, that's, that's where I went with that one. That's nice. Did you think they would ever, you know how they revealed Dark Knight Rises spoilers, you know how they revealed that his real name was Robin? Do you think that mm-hmm. that was just a wee, a wee nod and a wink to the fans as opposed to anything else? Or do you think yeah, they were I... going to go somewhere? Like looking back, I've got to think that's what it was because I'm sure if they had planned to go somewhere with the success of the the trilogy, they could have been able to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I I can't decide whether I wish they had or I'm quite happy they didn't bother. What did um, uh, Nolan went made Interstellar after this? Ah, is that right? We should be happy. Yeah. For Randy Orton, I have Anne Hathaway, uh, Selena Kyle. A sneaky wee criminal can easily handle themselves in a combat situation. Nice. Nice. Uh, what have we got next? Batista, JBL, have you got? Yeah. Batista, I just always think this every time I think of him, uh, I would have had Bane, Tom Hardy, Definitely. and it's far more about the physical than about the character because, you yeah. know, the, he's the villain, obviously. But, yeah, I just see it. It seems too obvious to ignore, I think. Yeah, same. He's um, He's been quite vocal publicly about speak at Warner Brothers about wanting to do a Bane film but they've they've always shut them down. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, JBL. So it's a character's name Maroney. Uh, so it's Eric Roberts <laughs> yes. um who's like a mafia boss, just comes across sleazy, underhanded, all that kind of thing. That's the one that um Batman he says to Batman, if you're gonna threaten me, threaten dropping me at least make it believable, or at least like, what does he say? Something about it killing him, and he says, I'm counting yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, JBL, I've got Carmine Falcone, played by Tom Wilkinson, a wannabe tough guy who's uh, ultimately shown to be easily outfoxed yeah. and ends up incarcerated in Arkham. Um, within a year, JBL would be incarcerated at the announce table. Mm-hmm. We've missed Eugene Carangle. I assume you've not got any for. 
either yeah, of those? Yeah, I, um, I, I wrote one down for Kurt Angle. I went with Raz Al Ghul. Yes. Uh, is Raz Al Ghul uh, Liam Neeson's character? Is that, or is it the other guy? It's the other guy. Kane uh, Watanabe. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, has this, like, uh, his legendary reputation, but is he a wee bit dodgy and underhanded? Nice. You can but, imagine Angle having, like, this school of guys that he's just taught oh, to suplex, yeah. eh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I did not write one for Eugene. For Eugene, I've got that guy that gets arrested, um, and he's like, what gives you the right? What's the difference between me and you? And he says, I'm not playing hockey pants. <laughs> it's when there's all these, like, I don't know, copycat ones. Aye, it's the aye, start aye. of the Dark Knight, isn't it? Yep. Uh, yeah. That's Eugene. Yeah. Uh, where are we? Cena, Jericho, you said you had? Yeah, I wasn't happy with my Cena, right? Because I'd originally written for him to be Batman, Christian Bale. Uh, but I was more thinking of the, you know, when Bruce Wayne's being a wee bit more playboy? Yes. Then, yeah, that it was that. Rather, so it was Bruce Wayne rather than Batman. Okay. That, that so was it, my thinking. His real Cena. mask, as, as they yes. would say. Yeah, just a bit annoying still, uh, which the the Playboy version of Bruce Wayne is. What about Jericho? That's where I went, Scarecrow, uh, oh, nice. Kevin Murphy. So that sort of quite over the top uh, character. Um, I feel like I I don't know. It feels like they've Jericho's maybe been on a few twists and turns in terms of you know heel face and things like this, and he's he's acting a wee bit overexcited at times. So I went with him there. Nice. I've only got Cena, um, and I've used Blake, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character. Okay. Um, yep. This is maybe a bit harsh. A boring, bland, <laughs> wannabe tough guy bitch. But, I, I mean, bitch. That's maybe a bit much. <laughs> yeah, you didn't hold back, though. My apologies to the Gordon-Levitt family. <laughs> uh, main event, Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan. Okay, so for Michaels... I have gone uh, Harvey Dent, Two Face, Arenette Hart. Oh, wow, um, Two Face indeed. Yeah, that 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 was uh, it was the first one I wrote down because I thought, <laughs> yeah, this is he's he's obviously been Hogan's pal and then turned his back on him for you know for his own reasons, jealousy or or whatever it may be. So yeah, that 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 felt like it fit quite quite neatly for me. And uh, the mortal one. This is your fault. I can't get past having Alfred, Michael Caine, just this man, this old man telling his stories and <laughs> and boring everyone. And, and you, you said something like, I try to remember what way around it was, like picturing Hogan speaking like Michael Caine does, which I couldn't move beyond. Like if Hogan was doing his Hogan speech, but in a Michael Caine voice, I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't get past that. That's what I've got as well. I've, I've got an old timer with a large ego who's forever giving out <laughs> advice, telling stories that appear to be completely made up. <laughs> and I used the example of his story about the bandit um, and threw in a few dudes, brothers and Hulkamaniacs. <laughs> yeah. Imagine I'm cutting that promo. For Shawn Michaels, uh, Alfred tells Bruce Wayne that some men just want to watch the world burn. It appears that that is exactly what Shawn Michaels wanted to do that day. His main aim seems to be just to 
uh, antagonise Hulk Hogan, and for that reason, will be placed by Heath Ledger's Joker. Nice, nice. What a performance that was! Incredible. Yeah. Heath Ledger as well. <laughs> no, see what see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, that was good. Uh, our next show is Unforgiven, uh, and at the end. I shall give you time to think and you can decide what we're going to cast as. Yep. yep. That was good fun. I loved having the excuse of having to watch some of those films. Nice. Nice. Let's get into the hottest event of the summer, shall we? Awesome. Last time, I asked you before and you said you gave it a 2 out of 10, the event we were watching. What about this one? I think, in fairness, I upped the last one to a 3. Oh, right, end, okay. After a little bit the of debate, books. which makes me feel okay about giving this a two. Eh? Out of what? Ten? Yeah. Fuck off. Are you serious? I didn't. There's there's probably one match on this that I enjoyed. Shut up. Yeah. I'm out. I loved this pay-per-view. I thought it was amazing. I thought it rivaled WrestleMania 21. Wow. Okay. What? This? Okay. (laughs) You know when knocked up when um, she tells him she's pregnant and he goes, (laughs) fuck off with emotion? (laughs) (laughs) That's how I feel right now. I just really struggled to get into it. And I suppose I do understand why. Hogan's and Mike... Hogan's? Hogan and Michaels closing the show annoyed me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, there was. I, I get, you know, you want that name on your post, those names on your poster or, or whatever. I get that. But you can have them on the poster without it being your match closer. What closes uh, it, though? Uh, I, one of the world title matches. Okay. Uh, that'd be a good poster, eh? JBL and Batista. Yeah. <laughs> Come see Maybe this I'll man shake the ropes. I, I get it. No, I think WrestleMania 18. They just learned lesson for WrestleMania 18. You have to, you have to think. Uh, yeah, I suppose. I was also like, do you remember when I think you gave us the card to this the last time? You were like, there are a lot of matches here uh, on this card, and I, I, I felt like you know when you're watching a show you really enjoy, you're like, oh, it's like. Two hours has passed, and you know, mm-hmm. in the blink of an eye, I felt the opposite to that. To this, I am stunned. Wow. Okay. Well, let's get into it. Okay. Uh, we kick off with Big Viss's former fiance Lillian Garcia <laughs> singing us the national anthem. That wasn't. Is this because we're in Washington D.C.? I assume that they were yeah, doing probably. This. Yeah. Um, they show us a lot of, I think, army and navy representatives. Yeah. Um, and then we're in the video package. And I really liked that the video package highlighted pretty much every match, I think. Even, even I want to say, Benoit and Jordan. I think so. Yeah. A little something for, for every match. Uh, and I, I think that the, the show benefits from there being storylines pretty much attached to everything. And obviously, there's normally storylines attached to everything, but it feels like there's a lot at stake. Um, I'm going to feel like a fool saying all this sort of stuff because you're like, oh, but it's rubbish, though. Anyway, that's what I thought. Um, and we are welcomed to... I like 
presented by Raw and SmackDown. Um, JR, King, and the fucking coach again. Yeah. They're still trying to shoehorn him in. It just feels like he's got photos of someone or something <laughs> like that. You know, I, I, I don't know what is keeping him in that, that role. He doesn't really bring anything to it. He occasionally tries to wind up JR. He does. Maybe that was Vince's thing. Maybe he enjoyed that. He's feeding coach all the lines. Do you know, randomly, random fact, I looked up. I was was looking at Goldberg stuff earlier because I was just wondering if we got Goldberg stuff in front of us. Um, But I I think he's last in the company in like 2003 or something like that. And then it's all the way to like 2016 or something. Mm and it was, uh, I stumbled across this article. It was like 10 matches you forgot Goldberg had. And he's wrestled. I wondered if he'd wrestled Shawn Michaels in pay-per-view. He'd only wrestled him on Raw for the title. Number one on that list was Goldberg versus The Coach. Ah. Which might be quite cathartic to go and watch. <laughs> <laughs> After watching this show. Yeah. I mean, why? Why would the kick? No, that's harsh. That's harsh. Well, no, that's it. Why, why, why would the kick end Bret Hart's career? And oh, you know, no, and it didn't end the coach's. You didn't know. have to follow the thought through. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, coach. Sorry. Coach still chimes in on wrestling stuff every now and then. Cornet bitch slaps on, <laughs> on Twitter every now and again. I see. Uh, he, he beca- yeah, because he became like a was it ESPN or something like that reporter coach, yeah. and then he started trying to push for wrestling to be featured. I think, and then came back and then left again i think he was always good as a backstage interviewer with the rock because the rock just ripped him yeah and that worked that dynamic worked yeah anyway that's our deep dive on the coach jonathan coachman (laughs) Uh, we kick off with a match i was terrified to have to sit and watch united states championship match between the champion orlando jordan and head of the cabinet and shove your table roman reigns is he head of the cabinet (laughs) Uh, what would he be? Chief of Staff? Is that oh, what they refer to now? Uh, <laughs> taking on Chris Benoit. Uh, and this, if I was ever going to perfectly script an Orlando Jordan versus Chris Benoit match, then this is how it would go. It was pretty brief. 24 um, seconds. Is that what it was? Yeah. Um, I, I, I remember thinking, see, as soon as this match was like finished, I thought, oh yeah, we did mention how many matches were on the card, so that makes sense because they're probably going to give Hogan like 25 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I, I really have never seen much of Orlando Jordan wrestle, and I still haven't. <laughs> Maybe the next time we yeah. become Royal Rumble or something. Uh, he tried, he, he, I think he's got a past as a boxer, and this whole thing was he was going to knock mm-hmm. out Ben Why He tries to go for a cheap shot. Right off the bat, he gets suplexed, crippled cross based, and taps out quick time. And we've got a new US champion. To put it in perspective, uh, Benoit's celebrating like he's just won the, um, the World Series, Super Bowl, uh, and everything in between. And uh, this time last year, he was in the main event. So mm. good stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think reactions like that make, and champions like that make the, these belts seem important, I think. Yeah, fair enough. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> He's. I'm. I'm. I'm trying. I'm trying to help the show that you told me is amazing. My bad. <laughs> Let's go backstage. We're with Eddie, looking 
jacked like he's how's he get out of a door frame he's gigantor compared to wcw anywho um he is with his wife the queen of punch and above her weight vicky guerrero um she is trying to plead with eddie she's saying you don't care about dominic this is all about your ego and and wanting to beat ray and uh Eddie just tells her to leave, basically. Yeah, I think she uh, she got better. Like the, I, I thought this this was. I, th- I know she was annoying when she had her run after Eddie had died, and she came back in like a commissioner role and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I think she became far more comfortable uh, speaking in front of a camera than she was here. I, I uh, assume this may be the the first time she's done this kind of thing, yep. and it's all for story purposes. Um, but. Uh, what did you make of this story? I like it. Do you? I think it's morally questionable to have an eight-year-old kid in the middle of a televised and very public fake uh, argument about his parentage. Like, that is ridiculous for an eight-year-old kid to be in the middle of that. But I think it's a great storyline. <laughs> Do you think it's silly? I just, it never drew me in. Like, I, I felt like I'm, you know, the really good stories are where you think, ah, there's a bit of reality in here. And I think in the previous events, I was looking, thinking, Eddie could be genuinely frustrated with his place on the card. He can't beat Rey Mysterio. He was a world champion not that mm-hmm. long ago. He's getting so frustrated with the fact he's fallen down the card. But I couldn't relate this to anything. I couldn't think, uh, where's oh, where's the reality coming from? Well, I'll tell you where the reality is coming from. Because Eddie Guerrero did father a child whilst with Vicky Guerrero. He fathered a child that uh, was not. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And he wrote wrote about it in his book. Mm-hmm. Now, if you'd cared to take the time to sit down and read his book before you'd watch SummerSlam, you would have thought, hmm, maybe, just maybe. And you've got the benefit of nearly twenty years of hindsight, and you can see Dominic Guerrero and what he's become, and he looks exactly like Eddie Guerrero. Did you call him Dominic Guerrero? Oh, did I? Dominic yeah. Mysterio. Yeah. You're so sucked into the story. Dominic Guerrero. <laughs> um, he, he looks like him. Maybe it's just a haircut. But I mean, Eddie is known to have had a bit of a, a wild, tumultuous past and youth. And, mm-hmm. you know, Dominic, Jailbird, Mummy um, Issues? Mammy Mammy issues. <laughs> Class. <laughs> did you see, um, just while we're on Guerrero and Ray and Dominic, did you see Chavo Guerrero's comments about what they've been doing on TV with, with, with Ray and, mm-hmm. and Dominic and stuff? He's, yeah. It sounds very bitter. He's like, stop mentioning Eddie's name. Eddie wouldn't appreciate you mentioning his name. You don't mean as much to Eddie as... As what I do and all that sort of thing. That is a weird reaction. Like, cause they, it, was, it was like targeted at, at Ray. Because he was... It, I think it was always known that 
Ray and Eddie were very close. I thought Chavo was in that mix as well. I thought they were all hmm. weird. Eh? Yeah. That was an odd take. Um, okay. From one tumultuous storyline to another. Um, the next match on the card is Edge and Matt Hardy. Curious placement of the match. I thought second match. Yeah. On the card. They've got what is a real storyline here. Um, and I don't know. I, I maybe would have expected they aren't leaning into it because you know they're 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 telling the story in promos and all that kind of thing. I probably would have expected Vince to want to lean in it even harder. Mm. Um, yeah, make it a semi-main event or something like that. Aye, that's what I thought too. I wonder if it's about. Obviously, they sacked Matt Hardy. They fired him. I think for publicising mm-hmm. like stuff online. Yeah. When it first all happened. Um and then they obviously brought him back. And I wonder if this is just a don't get too high above your station type thing. Maybe. Maybe. Like yeah. Triple H beating Sting sort of yeah. thing. Like, <laughs> yes you're back, but like Yeah. The way they booked him. <laughs> Quite highly questionable. Um do we do we I suppose we don't really want to go over the whole like Matt and Edge and Lita stuff, but I just wanted to ask your opinion on something. Um, on Raw, after finally, you know, he, he attacks Edge a few times on Raw and they're making it seem like he's coming for the crowd and all that sort of stuff. Uh, eventually, Vince introduces him and says, I've signed, assigned him to um, about what's best for business and uh, this is what you wanted. So brings him back and then. Hardy cuts that horrendous promo where he says he hopes Edge dies in a car crash before he gets to SummerSlam. Yeah. But within that promo, he says, uh, Lita, also known as Amy Aime Dumas, uh, is my real-life girlfriend on television. You see, see her as Kane's wife, but she's not. that's his make-believe, and she comes home to me. Uh, and all that stuff, and she starts talking about Edge and the real name being Adam Copeland, and they had an affair whilst I was injured, and I just wondered what you think of him saying stuff like on TV she was married married to Kane. Yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't work for me. I think brother. <laughs> I think I, I get. I think we t- touched on this the last time. I think I get why you have to pivot and tell the real story here because it's so known, it's so out there um, especially in the era that it's being told in um, everyone has that bit of insider knowledge available to them um, I think like I the, the whole thing felt for a real situation I, w- I was actually thinking about this It was I think you'd made me aware of like Matt doing his promo which yeah, they're scripting it now, I think was was the way you worded it. And I'm looking at it thinking, I wonder how how much that takes the performer out of it that's got all this genuine, all these genuine gripes. And they're like, yeah, but you got to talk about wanting them run over by a car. And they're like, <laughs> I just want to punch them in the face. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what I want to do. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. And, and the telling the that's that storyline that's fake but this is real 
I think that works in situations where you get drawn into something and you make your own mind up that I know this is storyline, but that seemed, you know, whereas being told that, I don't know, it, it didn't didn't really do much for me. Aye, same. Like, it's a funny thing as a wrestling fan because obviously it's that thing of like, you do know wrestling's fake, eh? Like, obviously, we know what we're being fed is, is all story, but we like to be in on it. We want to be... <laughs> We want to be taken away by it. Yeah. Uh, and I think just somebody saying that, it's just to be like, oh, that this is all... Yeah, like, like, don't do that to us. Because the rest of the card, like, is, is his real name Shawn Michaels? Yeah, and that's like, thing. Yeah. Is he really immoral? Because I would believe it. <laughs> yeah, it's I, it's like that, that sort of... If you like wrestling, it's, it's like that sort of unwritten like agreement between the viewer and those putting out the content that we know that you know <laughs> this isn't real we, we're all aware of the situation however we're going to try and draw you in and have that bit of escapism and those just like when you're watching a film uh-huh. or tv show or whatever um so yeah yeah you, you already know in your mind that what you are watching is pre-planned um, there's a script. You, you you know all that, and you accept all that. But it doesn't mean you're you're any less just looking for good quality content that gets some kind of reaction from you. Um, and being yeah, being told. I think you're right. Being told yeah, that storyline. But this is real. Yeah. What about every other match? Right. Okay. Take me totally out of that because it's not real. This is the only thing that's real on the card. I'm as you watch an episode of Game of Thrones and. Uh, John Snow's about to fight the the Night King, and he turns to the camera and goes, "My name's Kit Harrington, not John Snow." And I fucking hate this bastard next to me. He's just like, right, "I'm done." It's a funny thing. It's a funny thing. Um, so they they properly they've properly played up pretty much as much as they can, and then I guess in two thousand and five, the whole um, bite this show. There seemed to be a lot of stuff happening or you know like for hardcore fans i guess stuff people checking matt hardy's website and things like that mm-hmm. um in a sort of pre-social media age this was quite a sort of cutting edge storyline no pun intended mm-hmm. um so they've built this up to the gr- to a grudge match uh, i think i think if you were following this without any sort of skepticism you would assume that edge was just about to get his ass handed to him yeah, um, but we live in Vince McMahon's universe, and yeah, what did you think of this match? I, like, I, I didn't know what to expect. So I remembered they have they have a series of matches. Um, I can't remember if it's it might be three, could be right. three. Right. Um, I'm sure there's a steel cage one at some point. But I remember thinking going into, oh, you know, will they just have Matt go over with like a fast start to this feud? basically, in, in ring feud. Um, and, you know, you know that the fans are going to be getting on Edge's back and trying to think about how you best... Because McMahon has already decided Edge is heading towards the top of the card. Yeah. So 
I kind of know he's not just going to put Matt Hardy over just because a bunch of people are on his side about him being wronged and feel sympathy with him. Uh, but I had no real idea how this instalment was going to play out. Um, and I thought, oh, maybe maybe they'll give Matt a win. Um, I felt like Edge looked... See, at the start, I felt like Edge looked like he just didn't want to be in this. Like, oh, really? yeah. There was a look on his face, and you know who normally he's been playing a little bit over the top and all that? I didn't know if he was trying to play concern because this madman's coming after me, you know, and I'm, I'm maybe going to get what's coming to me, or if he was just like a, a bit like, I don't really want to be in this situation. This has just kind of happened. Um, so, yeah, I, and and watching it, like, it's it, it can't be that long, this match, I don't think. This one? No. Let me check. Throw it up here. Uh, four minutes. Nearly five minutes. So you've got, like, the person I didn't think looked all that uncomfortable with the situation was Lita, who was kind of hamming it up on the outside with evil smiles and all that kind of thing. Um, and I, I, but I was watching thinking, must be quite awkward. This whole situation must be quite awkward. <laughs> I um, thought you said it must be quite hot. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, I, I thought, you know, it, it, it does leave it open for them to have more matches. I, when I first saw it happen, I thought, oh, was that hard way? Is this, mm. is this an actual problem? Uh, but I don't think it was based on, on kind of the, the finish, which is uh, the ref calling for the bell rather than, you know, Matt quitting or being pinned or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I don't really understand it personally. Like, I'd... I suppose putting all things in perspective, you've you've pinned this guy to he's gonna win the title at some point, having having um had him win money in the bank. But you've also brought this guy back. You've had the fans clamoring for him. Um he's in the eyes of the public, he's the the person who was wronged, mm. uh, and they're fully behind him and you just like Edge essentially kinda squashed him. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. on it came across like he legit squashed them the way that they had the match as well. There's there's one thing I'm wondering about because when it did end, I thought, all right, okay, they'll move on to their next match. Match maybe Matt wins that one, and then we go to some sort of combination. But I can't remember. It, it might go like that, or maybe maybe Edge just wins every match he has for them. But I don't know. But <laughs> uh, I I remember thinking, and I'm sure I heard this, but I don't know the timeline. Obviously, Lita and Edge are together in storyline, but their relationship doesn't last long. Yeah, <laughs> there yeah. is a point that they are split up, but they are together on screen doing some, <laughs> you know, pretty intimate. Yeah, pretty uh, intimate stuff. Um, and I was thinking, just what a what a shit situation all round for, for basically every one of them. It didn't stop Edge's career trajectory it's going to get to where it's going um but yeah I, d- I didn't i didn't love the match i thought you didn't maybe get enough of even though even if it was planned this way you didn't really get enough of matt getting to edge but maybe the intention is to let that build um and then next time he's going to get his hands on him you know and he'll uh, but then when it was before he'd taken the bad head knock, it's not like Matt was totally dominating him or anything like that. So no, yeah. I did like that there was no sort of bouncing off the ropes and suplexes and mm. you know 
choreographed high flying stuff. It was a proper fight, which mm-hmm. I did like. Um, but yeah, we get a steel cage match for the next pay per view. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, on to the next match, and you know, even in two thousand and five, very rare to have a type of wrestling match that you've never seen before. But here we are. We've got a custody of a child match. Now, I wondered if Dominic might have been hanging from the thing and they had to just go up and collect him, but it appears there was a suitcase, a briefcase, sorry, with a contract in it. Help me, Adam. So Shane Helms has to change his name because Shane McMahon's on TV because Vince doesn't want people to get confused. But Edge is running about with a brick in a suitcase that a briefcase yep. that gives him a title shot, and he's two are fighting over a briefcase as well. Yeah, yeah, it's all about the briefcases. Not confusing at all. Yeah. Uh, Ray Mysterio. The thing that gets me about this, we get a good video package, but the thing that gets me about this is that Ray is the one that suggests they have a custody on a pole, uh, custody on a pole man, a custody match to decide. Who gets to take his child home? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking dad of the year, eh? I mean, maybe he's a problem child. Maybe maybe Ray is planning to tank the match. And just... Yeah. We've, well, we've seen his criminal record now. You could be onto something there. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff that if you did this now, it would be like, oh, that's like predator type behaviour. The way Eddie was like menacingly going, I'm your pappy and all that sort of stuff. (laughs) You're going to learn what it means to be a Guerrero. I think it's cool. I think it's like in the sort of cartoonish, um, old-fashioned wrestling storyline type thing. I think it's like amazing heel behaviour for Eddie. I don't think you're agreeing. I, I... Do you know what? I've heard Bruce Pritchard talk about this story and he's really proud of it. He was obviously involved in the creation of it and he thinks it was brilliant. I feel like it's missing something. I don't know exactly what. Like, if... Nah, I can't come up with anything better. Right. I think what's in jeopardy here is too unrealistic for me to get even my wrestling brain around. Like, right. to say, yeah, of course, you know, this, 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 this boy is really going to go and stay at his house if he gets that briefcase and, <laughs> and that funny. bit of paper. <laughs> but I, th- I think, you know, the, y- you want you want stakes. You want things to be at stake in matches. Uh, I just, for, for me, maybe this one just went a wee bit too far. Okay. It's funny. I, I was laughing at Cole. So, so Cole and Taz, you know, like Taz, like, yeah, Dominic, he's a great kid and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> And Cole says, but people lately have been saying he's distant and and, and behind the scenes he's quiet. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just imagining Dominic like standing around backstage, a bunch of wrestlers, and he's telling them all these stories for his school and everybody cracking up. But recently he's just been sitting away on his own. It's like, what are you talking about? I hate when Cole does that. Cole, he'll say stuff like, I spoke to him earlier today and it's obvious he's bullshitting. You could just immediately tell he's just talking nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, he's tried to sell the story, um, but yeah. <laughs> the, the other thing that made me laugh was that um, Ray's best evidence that he seemed to put over that, that to prove that Dominic is his child is because that his first words were dad. 
that yeah i i i believe him and and i see the significance of it <laughs> to me case closed <laughs> it could be that he may not have said that if it had not been a masked man and like hovering over mm. his his cot playing with him <laughs> and stuff and instead he would have said pappy <laughs> as i can anyway what did you think of this match for me this is one of the best ladder matches I've ever seen. No I thought joke. it was. I thought it was a good match. Um, I think. I think in ring, I think it's my favourite match on the card. Right. Um, there's one other match I quite liked, but we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, I thought. You know, we've we've talked and we've we've mentioned it and referenced it a few times that that Ray, uh, sorry Eddie, has been looking not quite himself mm-hmm. in some more recent matches, and we know. What are we? Two months? Yeah, three months? Three, three months. Yeah. Uh, it's the yeah. second last pay per view match. Right. So yeah. Um. There. What. What. Whatever. It was. It was heart issues, wasn't it? So is. Uh, I think we've talked about the fact maybe he is being slowed down by by these issues as we've gone. I don't think it came across as much in this match, but what yeah. I really liked about it, you know how, I, and I think especially in modern day. When you've got a prop like a ladder, so much looks really choreographed. Uh-huh. I didn't think it did here. No. I thought it looked rough, but in a good way. Like, there's definitely a point where Ray takes, I think, a quite nasty looking fall off the ladder, whereas it doesn't look like your feet would plant the way it would. But the uh-huh. ladder's being tipped. So, of course, you know, how, how would you land, you know? And when they were having their exchanges on and with the ladder, some of it looked, I think clunky is the wrong word. Maybe natural mm-hmm. is the right word. Um, which made it play a lot better than quite a lot of ladder matches that I've seen. Yeah, you described it perfectly. That's that's how exactly how I feel. There's there's times where they maybe mess, mess up spots, which leads to uh, exactly what you're just talking about the the way there's a there's a time where ray falls off the ladder and it looks like he's not really supposed to fall off the ladder he ends up landing on another ladder uh-huh. um, and it just look you just think oh my god it's a bit car crashy at times and it's all i think it's all the better for it there's a time ray goes for a 619 and he's, he's going to hit the ladder on eddie's face and he ends up yep. hurting his shin mm-hmm. i just remember th- at the time that's that's a stupid ray <laughs> You know, this is not going to help you get your kid back. But um, there's some great stuff in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting that when towards the end there, where he's got Ray, uh, you know, he's he's got the the very bottom rung of the ladder over uh-huh. Ray's neck, and and Eddie's yep. climbing up, and he's climbing and climbing, and then touching the 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 briefcase for a while, and it's supposed to be that Vicky Guerrero came out and and hoid him off. Uh-huh. Um, they cut off the the network. I'm going. Where the fuck was Vicky? He's like punching the mat and screaming. Where the fuck oh. was Vicky and all that? But they've cut it off the network. Okay. Oh um, wow. So they told her that they told her not to go out because it was too dangerous. That if she tipped the ladder with Ray underneath it, um, that she could have hurt him. He wasn't okay. supposed to be under there the way that he was. Right. But they, they improvised. Oh, yeah. I guess okay. I think I think the match is all the better for it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
there's a great a great spot where where Ray's hanging off the the ring that's got the briefcase on it, mm-hmm. and he loses his, his uh, grip, and he drops down on Eddie's shoulders and he just power bombs him. Boom. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, I didn't remember going in who was going to win, and I, I I saw that and thought, oh, that could be the finish. That could be then Eddie going up, and he might well get the briefcase and and win. Um, so yeah, that that bit got me because it looked so impactful as a move. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, matches I've talked about, there's some bits that look pretty realistic because they're not totally smooth sailing. Some of the stuff they do, I think we've we've watched a match between them and thought maybe the chemistry wasn't quite as good yeah. as we thought it might be. Thought there were some moves uh, combinations here where it was. It was it was really good. Definitely, definitely agree. Um, we get the finish where Vicky eventually appears. Uh, Eddie's climbing up and she, she pulls him back down. Oh, before that, I just need to say there's a time where Eddie's climbing up and Dominic, you know, this social worker that's with him, is she, I take him where she is. We have to get some popcorn or something because we get next thing you know, <laughs> Dominic's in the ring showing zero emotion <laughs> and Eddie's like finger wagging. I'm like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> And that's when he's saying to him, I'll teach you what it means to be a Guerrero. He's going to hit him. Uh Uh-huh. I wonder how... (laughs) Like, I've heard that, that, you know, they're really close friends. You've got to imagine uh, Eddie's been around the house with his family a lot. He will know (laughs) Dominic quite well. And I'm thinking, if you're Dominic, like, what what age is he here? Like Eight, I think. Eight. And you're like, you know... Your maybe slightly wacky uncles doing all this. Uh, 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 stuff. <laughs> I was thinking, uh, yeah, I was thinking I would burst out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play to him. I like how every now and then they go to him, uh, the camera goes to him, and it's like, oh, and Dominic's looking quite, uh, he's looking quite scared, quite concerned for his father, and he's just like blankly staring. <laughs> no emotion. <laughs> uh, anyway. We um, get the finish when Vicky eventually appears. She pulls Eddie down off the ladder and sort of holds him to let Ray climb up uh, and get the briefcase. And then he takes a very awkward fall off yeah. um, and gets the win. And uh, Lil Nate, what's his name? The little referee, which comes oh, Charles Robinson. Charles Robinson, yeah. He gives gives little Dominic a, a footy into the ring and they embrace and you sigh and I cry. <laughs> we had uh, Vicky like physically restraining Eddie from from getting involved. Um, he's he's not happy with Vicky at all. No, I wonder if that went anywhere. Yeah, I was wondering because it, it it felt like after so they'd started that and then Eddie's uh, like throwing I think he's throwing the ladder around right and Ray just comes in and smacks him with the briefcase. Yeah, I like and, that. Uh, I wonder if that was scripted. That was cool. Yeah, I was thinking is is that you know. The exclamation mark on that feud is that it now moving on, uh, but obviously, unfortunately, Eddie, as you say, what one more pay per view match and that's it. He does. I think already gets one. He does get a win over Mysterio on an episode of SmackDown after. Right. Okay. So they may be still going. Um, nice that he got got the win. I mm-hmm. suppose. I quite like that whole. He's never been able to beat Mysterio thing. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, okay, we are backstage 
with our guy Todd Grisham. He's with Chris Jericho. Um, the thing that stood out to me here, well, two things stood out to me. Jericho seems to have developed a lisp. He says, when John Thena's theme hits, Cena's oh. theme, not an easy thing to say, and is very, I take it, He's supposed to be making dated references about Flash in the Pans. I I assumed so, yeah. I, I don't really get how that... No, I didn't fits. know, because it didn't feel like it was a part of the character that he's <laughs> no. currently portraying. Uh, but yeah, he came up with all these phrases like that, that yeah, you wouldn't really use. Definitely Flavor of the Month was one of them. Um, he's, he's talking about the likes of David Cassidy and the new kids on the yeah. block. Um, I, 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 but I did like that he's like I was the first ever undisputed champion I beat Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock mm-hmm. in the same night I was like, he should yep. have been saying that all the time that should yeah. have been his thing I don't know if I could see Vince maybe being like Cena's young, he's new, he's fresh, he's hip you have to be the contrast to that so throw in but some that's a good point. some stuff they did like quite cringy stuff for the build up to this with like Fozzie mm-hmm. versus the chain gang type yeah Who's the better rock star, music star, and all that sort of stuff? Oh, some stuff. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> okay, talking of talking of cringy, horrible storylines. I know you're not going to like this. Our next match is Eugene versus Kurt Angle. Um, backstory to this is that Kurt Angle had been doing the Kurt Angle Invitational on Raw. Yeah, on Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, and if if people could last longer than three minutes with him, they would get to win his gold medal. Uh, I, I had heard that Sonny had done something quite similar back in the 90s, but... Uh, okay. um, <laughs> so I'm glad to be myself off that. Um, so Eugene, Eugene has won the gold medal after lasting longer than three minutes after Angle was showboating against him. So that's how we've come to this. <laughs> how have we come to this after Michaels versus Angle on our last pay-per-view? Anyway, yeah. what do you think? No, I like, I didn't I, I talked before, I just feel very uncomfortable with this Eugene situation <laughs> and especially <laughs> in matches where the crowd start getting on his back and cheering for every offensive move Angle was doing. Yeah. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. Like, I, he's, he's clearly, well, who knows? The intention seems to have been to be this sympathetic character. I think, you know, the way they've gone about doing it. Uh, but when that stops working, just, I don't know, do something else. Uh, yeah. There was also something really weird in the match. Like, I think I've sort of got to understand Eugene's repertoire where he does a lot of moves that some of his hero wrestlers were doing, and they're all pretty recent. You know, mm-hmm. you've got him doing, uh, going for pedigrees, doing stunners and rock bottoms and stuff like that. Um, and you've you've got like, so so there's that, and and I can kind of tell. I think he's he's a pretty talented worker in the ring. He knows what he's he's trying to do and set out to achieve. Uh, but in the end, Angle's going to win this match, and I could not work out why. Jr. starts referring to it as like an overwhelming victory, because 
they kind of it felt like in ring it wasn't i don't think it was a very long match but it felt no. like eugene got in quite a lot of offense and stuff like that and then you know there is a moment where angle just i think it's like angle slam then uh, ankle lock but yeah I, I felt like jr was putting it over as something that i didn't really see when i watched oh, really? it really i don't think uh, i've not got anything about jr that's interesting um i, I thought it was uh, it was interesting that that the fans are booing booing eugene especially every you know every time he pulls off a, like a rock bottom or a stunner or that it's like huge boos uh, they love angle they absolutely love him yeah i don't know if you're doing the right thing i suppose he's not really a heel is he he's a kind of a tweener because <laughs> they do love him and he's not doing heelish stuff really he's just yeah, it, it happened. I always remember thinking it happened quite quickly with Angle, where even though he was... So remember when he came in, he was kind of playing this pompous, arrogant, I'm better than you. And then mm-hmm. it, it quite quickly moved to... A, although he was competitive in the ring against everyone, they kind of played him off personality-wise as a bit chicken shit. Mm-hmm. But okay. I felt like from a point onwards, it's not that he becomes unbooable, but you, the crowd are going to respect him no matter what you kind of throw. I've I've got memories of him opposing Cena and Angle like saying negative things about the military and stuff like that and they're still, the crowd are still with Angle going into his match against Cena, which there's maybe two reasons for that, uh, but it, it seemed like they if they're not going to put him here for for everything he's doing or or they don't even have to boo him the cheering of his uh, offensive moves on eugene and the big of eugene's offensive moves it's, yeah. it's it's funny the way that after after everything happens it only goes four minutes eugene it, it it's like eugene then goes for an ankle lock at one point and it's just yeah. like oh no we've had enough of this now like angle <laughs> just rolls out and slaps on the ankle lock and it's over <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bit I, I quite like that and it's like the crowd were just like yes and then angle rolls out gets a chair and i think it's then um jr's like, oh come on this has went far <laughs> enough but he's just getting the chair to stand on it so that Q- mike kyoda can oh yeah i quite like put, that yeah. yeah um is at this point in my notes i've wrote this has been a great pay-per-view so far oh so okay. so I'm, ju- I'm just telling you all right just saying thank you we go backstage and just nonsense with women washing a car in their bikinis and Vince saying, why not? Talking well, about it, it, for... it has a bumper sticker saying McMahon for president. Yes. Yeah. I assume because they're in Washington. Yeah, I assume we won't get that happening. Do you? Well, no, you know. never know. You never know. Vincenzo, his wee tash. Oh, no, he'd have to get rid of the wee tash. <laughs> Uh, I was disappointed that we never got a build-up video package for Orton Taker, because uh, there's probably quite a lot to put in it, but mm-hmm. um, we know that these two, although saying that, they might have had to put stuff in about Muhammad Hassan, and then they wouldn't, maybe uh, that's, that's yeah, why. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Taker Orton, I think the last time we saw this was Mania 21. Yeah. Um, these two seem to have awesome chemistry. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, like this. I love um, this. I think the only thing I didn't love uh, came later on towards towards the finish, but uh, I liked I liked most of this. Okay. Um, 
And uh, yeah, this is just we're a, we're only a year from it would have been Benoit v Orton yeah. for the title, yeah, yeah. And, and Orton being crowned, um, and yeah, like, but what was their match previously? We watched was that a WrestleMania? Yeah, yeah it was, which was really good mm-hmm. um, and really believable that Orton might beat him. I remember, definitely. Um, and then I went into this, and when it started, I was thinking, Do you know, I think Orton wins this match. And then I started thinking to myself, I wonder how, I wonder how, how they're how they're going to do it. And I had all these high hopes about what the finish might be. Didn't quite deliver on that, but I thought in ring it was another good match between the two. Um, yeah. I think Taker gives a lot to Orton, um, and you know I think he's he's maybe one of those that didn't always do that and you can't always do that with that character but I think picking a spot like this and an opponent like this to give a lot really works and it, yeah. it puts Orton over it makes totally him agree. believable as a main eventer yeah um, yeah I, I enjoyed this this would be my second favorite match nice. on the card nice I was I was pleasantly surprised I think I'd forgotten how much I enjoyed the Wrestlemania 21 mm-hmm. match you could sometimes you see Taker on the card and you think it's just going to be a bit, you know what yeah. you're going to get, but but it, like you say, it gives so much to Orton that Orton comes out of this. You know, he's no running away from him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not trying to, uh, I don't know, sneak a win. He, he stands toe-to-toe with him quite a lot of this match. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really impressive. Uh, what, the finish confused me. The, the, the finish got me. Like, I, I, I definitely thought that that was a fan interfering in Oh, match. did you? Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I think when I saw it, it started to come back to me what was going on. And it, it was maybe something about the the way that the fan was dressed <laughs> just looked a wee bit outlandish, but I suppose we're at a wrestling show. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, but when I saw that situation, I was like, oh, yeah, wait a minute. Um, but. So much as I like what I was hoping from a point onward when I started thinking, I think Horton wins this, is I was wanting it clean or as clean as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe just one step too far. It's not a WrestleMania, but yeah, um, obviously the, the the win with a bit of an assist from from interference um, just took I, th- I think just took a wee bit off it for me, but I still enjoyed it. So just to sort of quickly describe what happens um they were going back and forward taker goes for i think a choke slam and orton reverses it into this really impressive looking sort of backbreaker neckbreaker yep. type thing um and it's at this point somebody climbs in the ring and normally when somebody gets in the ring the wrestlers like kick the crap at them Mm-hmm. Um, which we've seen before, or like they would get rushed, but there was maybe just like four or five people climbed in the ring, and the wrestlers are like sort of looking and walking away from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get like officials from the back and all that, like sort of try to get them out of the ring, and they, they get them out of the ring. Um, and while Undertaker's uh, distracted by this, Randy hits the RKO. Yeah, and then. He gets one, two, three, obviously, and then Randy's like pointing at the guy, and it's at that stage I was like, "Oh, for God's sake, it's Bob Orton!" <laughs> but I suppose the yeah, the, the good thing. So yeah, there was a distraction, but I thought it put over the RKO as well because mm-hmm. right, that's he gets it. 
he uh, gets the pin win from it. Um, there was no shenanigan involved, shenanigans involving the count or anything like mm-hmm. that. It was just the the help of the distraction. I, I was thinking if if you're if you're sort of locked in and you're watching, you have no idea what's going on. I was thinking, would, would people be watching thinking, are security just letting this guy now stand on the ramp and watch the end and you know enjoy any celebrations? Randy's peeling the guy's face off. That's disgusting. That kind of that kind of bombed as well because they didn't seem to be able to get the the, the prosthetic or whatever it was yeah. off his face. Yeah, quite funny. Um, thank goodness that Bob Orton did not bleed on anybody this time. Yeah, so it's true. Good. Yeah. Aye, good match. Good match. Um, I wonder if they two will go again. Possibly. They will do, won't they? They'll go in a steel cage. Ah, uh, That yeah. was the whole issue with Bob Orton. Yeah. Um, okay, next match is for our one of the... I always get confused, Adam. WWE Heavyweight This is the WWE, WWE Heavyweight Championship. So yep. this is... John Cena defending his title against Chris Jericho. A little bit of backstory with this. Jericho wanted has been wanting to be done for a little while. Um, he's said to Vince that he wants to be done, but it would make sense for to let Cena go over him at SummerSlam, let him get a big win over a, ch- a former champion, all that sort of stuff. Jericho was supposed to be have been working for the Intercontinental title against Carlito here um, until he said that. He extended his contract by a month to SummerSlam and then in classic Vince fashion after SummerSlam, Jericho thinking he's finished, he gets a phone call late at night saying Vince is expecting you at Raw the next day (laughs) uh, for a a loser leaves Raw match with Cena, um, (laughs) which is funny, he talks about that in his book. I think it's like he gets Pat Patterson to phone him and he's like, well, unless, uh, is it, what's the, what's the Mr. McMahon, what do you call him? Uh, Gerald Briscoe. Briscoe, it's Briscoe that phoned him and he basically said, unless Vince calls me himself and tells me that, you, you will not see me at Raw. And then, of course, <laughs> hey, pal. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what do you think of Jericho versus John Cena? Like, I think the story was annoying me a wee bit because I mm-hmm. felt like they were kind of trying to recreate Austin McMahon me too. using Cena and Bischoff and it's not it's not the same, it's not it's yeah. Um I think you know, a Cena match here just kind of is what a Cena match is. Um Yeah, I, I don't actually have a huge amount of notes. Um I've got stuff about I've got, got that I quite enjoyed some of the hamming it up Jericho was doing, but it did maybe feel a bit house show-ish. Um, <laughs> I think he was maybe going a bit going a bit over the top in certain situations. Amazing. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't think it was great. Um, I, I, there was a, there were quite, quite a lot of crowd chants for Jericho. I think I was mm-hmm. thinking, like, I remember there's definitely a point where the crowd just start to, I don't know, tire of Cena. And I was thinking, how quick did it sort of happen from him becoming main eventer? But I'm wondering if it's already kind of happening a bit here. I would say definitely. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of a smarky crowd, but mm-hmm. um, you've definitely got let's go Cena, let's go Jericho, or yeah. you know, like an early version of what they used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole like dual chant type yeah. stuff. They're booing Cena. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I wasn't sure watching it. Is it just this crowd, right? It's in Washington. Is that known for having a, you know, uh, that kind of crowd reaction? I know there's some areas that are just kind of known to favour the heels and it, and it mm-hmm. tends to happen there. But uh, it, yeah, I think maybe who Cena was in this stage, it is quite short shelf life in terms of how long a lot of the audience are going to find it entertaining. I found... I think hmm. so. We had the triple threat match the previous one. It was Christian, Jericho, and Cena, and I quite enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah. And then you're taking an element out of that that the fans like anyway. Yeah. Um, I like Jericho, but I feel like Jericho had his work cut out here to try and get a decent match. Mm-hmm. Like Cena's awful. I thought yeah. he looked like somebody that's. You know, like an NXT, what NXT is now, like somebody that doesn't really know what they're doing. Yeah, like first match or uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Um, it did. It seemed. It looked and felt like it was hard work for Jericho. And yeah, I think, like you say, that they had the triple threat before, which not only does I think that protect to some extent somebody who's really limited because yeah. you've got other options, but also from a storyline point of view, it kind of removes an element of jeopardy. Because in that environment, a champion can lose his title without being involved, you know, that, mm. that, that kind of thing. Whereas this, you would think, you would kind of think it would go the other way around um, rather than, than removing that aspect. You'd think you would, the next time along, add it in. Stick somebody else in another healing. Yeah. Aye. Mm. Aye, they're definitely pushing the whole Bischoff, Cena, like anybody mm. with half a memory of wrestling would know that Jericho and Bischoff wouldn't be on the same page or, or you'd, they would yeah. be highly unlikely to be on the same page Yeah, um, I, I felt the same and it is the same old, same old, isn't it? Cena gets beat up the whole match and then does the FU pretty much Yeah, um, you know like stuff like Jericho jumping up as he's about to do five knuckle shuffles almost like catering to the fans because yeah. they love it yeah. <laughs> as opposed to being like oh no uh, that's quite good. Yeah. Aye. Uh, do you know what? I hate that stupid f- leg drop thing that Cena does off the top rope. Yeah. It it's looks really highly dangerous. <laughs> but not in a fun, entertaining way, just in a yeah. big, clumsy oaf type of way. And things don't get much better, unfortunately, with the next title match, do they? Nah, it's uh, not good. It's not World Heavyweight title. This is Batista's first feud after moving on from Triple H, uh, from run, one wrestling god to another. He's on the JBL. Uh, they had a match at the Great American Bash, the previous pay-per-view, where Batista got disqualified. Um, so the stakes here were that Batista said to JBL, you can have whatever type of match you want. So JBL pack picks a no-holds-barred match, which if you were a wrestling god, I suppose you would. Yeah. You would pick that. Well, um, JBL had a, a tune-up match on SmackDown against Funaki and absolutely wrecked him. Wow. Which is quite good fun. <laughs> um, there's a good, there's a great uh, line, I'm a wrestling god, and, and Batista says, you're a wrestling fraud in, in the wee video package. I can't believe nobody yeah. said that to JBL. It's, it's so easy. Like, I... I... <laughs> I am, I think, surprised. I thought I maybe would have tired of it by now, but I still really like the presentation of JBL and, and the way he speaks. And yeah, he's. 
a far better character than I remember it being mm-hmm. from the time. Yeah. Maybe just a different appreciation now. Yeah. Um, we get a big pop for well. First of all, we get we get JBL coming out with the classic uh, music that we love. Uh, I think do we get dollar bills coming from the yeah. sky? Yeah. Yeah. With JBL's face on them, Taz is loving it. Um, big pop for Dave in his hometown, and yeah. uh, I loved that JBL went out to meet him in the aisle. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Um, gives them the excuse to to fight around the arena for a little while. Then we get Batista sparring JBL through the barricade on their way back to the ring, which I quite liked. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe I'm going to enjoy this after <laughs> all. Um, but then. That was it. <laughs> they, they, then they got in the ring and had to start wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I, I, in hindsight, I was I enjoyed the outside the ring stuff more, and I think it was believable that JBL would take it there and and would would try that that kind of to get to get the win. Um, and I wondered if they could have just had like I don't know how long this went, but the majority of it just take place outside the ring. Um, in hindsight, and just you know. Go, go back in for the last minute or two. Um, there was a few. I, I quite, I, I quite like JPL whipping Batista and shouting, "Come on, animal!" <laughs> <laughs> That's class. It's um, weird they went and took the belt off. What is it? Off like the ring, the the the, the timer. Uh huh. It's yeah. weird they took the belt off him, but I did. Yeah. Aye, that's funny. <laughs> Come on, animal. Class. Uh, J- uh, Batista is casually kicked out of the the clothesline for hell, which I yeah. don't know if anybody had done. Maybe I'm yeah, could have done that by then. But maybe I, d- I think in matches he lost, it would usually be he wouldn't hit it. So yeah, it was they're obviously still trying to build Batista. He's pretty limited as well in 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 ring. Um, it's funny they're they're pushing these. I think I get it with Cena because. I think Vince looked at him and saw dollar bills and just thought, yeah, this is marketable. This is a guy that'll connect with young guys and all that. I'm not entirely sure, other than the body, what he saw with Batista. Mm. So it has to be the Triple H influence. Yeah, yeah. Um, JBL brings the steps in eventually. Um, he wants to powerbomb Batista off it, but if you're a wrestling fan and I've seen any match with the steps in it, you know that he's going up and over yep. and off those steps. Uh, spine buster by Batista. That's something that he is good at. Spine buster. Mm-hmm. Yep. Rope shake. We're not nope. a fan of. Nope. Uh, Batista bomb, but he doesn't cover him. And I was thinking, oh, here comes Orlando Jordan, but he's, he's obviously still hiding in the back somewhere. <laughs> Too embarrassed to show his face. So Batista... <laughs> Um, does a Batista bomb on the steps, which is pretty brutal. Yeah, uh, fair play for picking that large man up and being able to do that to him. Mm-hmm. Um, Batista retains. I think they only went about nine minutes. Is that? I mean, they've given him a, an emphatic win against a former world champion. Not sure. <laughs> Not sure where it goes next for for Dave. Uh, I've no idea. We'll, we'll we'll not get to find out because we're not following SmackDown, thankfully. Mm, yeah. Uh, so that brings us to our main event. Do we want to? So we try and quickly talk the backstory of this one. Yeah, we've. I think we've seen all of it as we've been watching. Probably started at Mania Twenty One. Hogan inducted into the Hall of Fame. 
he interrupted Muhammad Hassan and Davari uh, and, and helped Eugene. Yep. Um, we go on to Shawn Michaels getting involved with Hassan and Davari. Michaels calling in Hogan for one last match. He wants him as his tag partner. Uh, and they continue on. I think we talked about the, the six-man tag. Michaels, Hogan and Cena versus Christian Jericho and Tomko. Yep. And it goes on that way for a while on episodes of Raw. And then Michaels hits him with a, with a super kick out of nowhere. Um, Hogan was apparently doing sort of sporadic appearances whereas Michaels was like getting on Raw every week and, and tearing into Hogan um, with some quite close to the bone uh, promos yeah every time he, he apparently asked every time are you sure that this is okay and Vince's answer was always that Terry's business apparently so I did like the Larry King stuff I do think that's funny he went on like a parody of Larry King after Hogan had been on Larry King um, and pretended to be Hogan. That's quite funny stuff. Did you watch any of that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I was, I was, as soon as we were doing this show and I knew obviously what happened, I started kind of looking for connected content um, just to try and see bits about the build, but also try and, you know, join some of the dots in terms of what was going on behind the scenes at this point. Did you watch Michaels' promo in Montreal? Yes, I did. It was good, eh? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Michaels did not want to go heel. The, the plan was to go babyface versus babyface, and it was going to be the whole, I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. What was it says at the end to him? I just, I just, I, I, need, I, had, I, needed I just to, had to know. Yeah. Had to find out or something. Yeah, I, yeah. And that, that was originally what they wanted to go with, but Hogan wanted classic heel versus face, Michael clearly, Michael's clearly embraced that um, and and healed it up in, in Montreal and, and he had the Bret Hart music playing and, and I'm not sure how it would have worked if it was just baby face baby face, I don't know I don't know, maybe, maybe they could have made it work I think you'd, you probably needed to turn Michaels for the sake of the story Aye, you, you weren't going to turn Hogan like people were loving Hogan. You can tell oh, yeah. that people are absolutely loving Hogan at this point because he's oh, yeah. very much on a nostalgia trip. Uh-huh. He's yeah. getting, you know, I mean, he gets a huge pop from this crowd, but, you know, same ones that booed Eugene. So. Uh, but I think he's getting a big <laughs> pop everywhere. Um, yeah. He's, he's, you know, they put up a, they drop this gigantic American flag as he's coming out. He's saluting yeah. it and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Just... Up against that notorious Texan. I was proper laughing at Michael's um, mimicking using a shovel as Hogan was walking out. Did you see him? Yeah. Time to get buried. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, there's so much, there's so much available to take in about this match, about what went on backstage. It's almost pointless talking about it. Um, there's so much he said she said stuff it does sound like they originally went in looking to do a trilogy um but they shockingly they couldn't agree doesn't sound like they could agree on on how things would go hogan said one thing michaels has said another thing and did you did did you ever listen to something to wrestle with on this episode 
I think I will have, but probably a while ago, quite a while ago. God, Bruce Pritchard doesn't have shovel a bullshit sometimes. What he, he, you know, like Conrad said to him, Michael said this, Hogan said this. Who's right? And he's like, they're both right. <laughs> you know, it's just you, you're never gonna get, you're never gonna yeah. get a straightforward answer, I suppose. But maybe, yeah. maybe next time Pritchard gets fired, he'll <laughs> just come out swinging, saying what he really thinks about all these situations. Aye, maybe. Um, and of course a lot has been made of this match and of Michael's antics uh, during this match and he does oversell at times um, Yeah, I th- do you know what, I think I had it in my mind that it was more over the top Miles, than... so, so did I yeah, massively um, I mean he, he does, yeah and you can see the moments where he's doing it um, and my main gripe going into this with the idea in my mind of what Michaels did was people have paid their money to go and see this. They're expecting, you know, this legend against this legend. Um, and is it going to ruin the spectacle if he is just going far too over the top with, with what he's doing? But I don't think people in the crowd, if it, I could be naive to say nobody's picked up on it, but I don't think it was over the top enough to ruin the experience for people. No, I don't think so either. I think if you watch a 10-second Instagram reel of what this match looks like, you you think that Michaels was doing this at every move. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch the match, like you say, he does it maybe four times. Yeah. yeah. And like granted for the leg drop he falls over and gets back up and falls over and all, and all that sort of stuff yeah. um, it reminded me a lot of Mr Perfect yeah yeah I can see that yeah. and I wonder if uh, I wonder if Dolph Ziggler studied this match mm. and just yeah. said that's going to be my career yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's definitely not as bad I, I, I do wonder how he goes backstage and then says you know like even speaks to him Mm-hmm. Because Hogan must know that he's doing that, yeah, sarcastically. Yeah, you, you, you usually hear about the usual as you go backstage, you shake hands, thank you for the match, or that kind of thing. I wonder, I wonder what happened when they went backstage. Yeah. Uh, and that was the other thing that Pritchard said. He, he was like talking that Michaels was doing it as an as a an homage to Hogan matches of the eighties. Okay. I'm just saying, you don't expect people to believe that. That's not what people were there for. Because anybody could have done that. They're there for Michael's Hogan. Yeah, yeah. No, for Hogan versus the Warlord or or, or whatever. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I th- the match itself was better than I expected it to be. But you are limited to a Hogan, obviously. Yeah, I, th- I think I, I maybe didn't realise until there's a moment where he starts running the ropes, Hogan, and I don't think I realised before that moment just how limited his mobility must be because he's like, I don't know, it kind of looks like Andre the Giant running the ropes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just so slow and, and laboured. And like Snoop Dogg at WrestleMania 39. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he, I don't know. I assume with every step he's taking he's feeling a bit of pain um, mm. you know it's it's he is slow but then you've got Michael's doing a lot of selling which I think at times is distracting from from how laboured 
Michaels actually is. Um, yeah, I, 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 there were some moments. There were some decent moments. I liked, I liked uh, Michael slapping Hogan. Yeah. He slapped him like three times in a row. I wonder, uh-huh. if, again, like, I suppose they get you because I wonder if that's planned or is he just doing that and mm. does that anger Hogan? Because I imagine it would. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if... Yeah, I, I, I don't know whether... You know how they talk about... Um, I think Randy Savage was the classic one where every every move in a match is laid out and I think a lot of other performers have like three or four spots in a match that are laid out and then they work around the rest of it. Um, and I wonder how much detail went into the planning and preparation for this. Mm. Aye. If it, I mean, if it was we'll just do a classic Hogan then. Mm. Hogan would just say, okay, brother. Yep. <laughs> uh, I thought it was interesting when Hogan was body slamming Michaels, he looked like he was picking him up with ease and it made me, like, visually, I was like, oh, wow, he's, like, so much bigger than him that I don't mm-hmm. think I properly realised that up until that point we saw Michaels and Angle and they're both similar sizes and both could yeah. do similar damage, but the way Hogan picked up Michaels, it just looked like a giant man picking up a mm-hmm. sort of small child. There, there was another thing that I thought about that, and again, I was trying to think to myself, is is Michaels trying to set out to make Hogan look ridiculous or look foolish? Well, you know, obviously Hogan's a very strong man, but with these moves, there is an amount of cooperation that's needed, and it probably would have been easy for him to make him look absolutely ridiculous, which makes me think that wasn't the yeah, intention. Um, but yeah, he's he's obviously, he's still got, he still certainly looks like he's got a lot of strength and power about him, Hogan. And to be honest, you know, certainly by this point, uh, I wasn't a Hogan fan, but I don't think you can, like, I don't think a fan that's gone to the arena to watch Hogan in 2005 is expecting like uh, an absolute masterclass in the ring. It's just about the spectacle of seeing yeah. Hulk Hogan and he was still able to deliver that. Yeah, oh, of course. Absolutely. No, you're right. You're not expecting a five-star yeah. Tokyo Domer. Um, but I think I think you've got two legends in there that you expect to see the flying elbow and possibly mm-hmm. a moonsault and a sweet chair music and we're maybe denied that a little bit for this match. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I can't imagine anybody thinking we're going to put Hogan and Michaels together and thinking this is a good idea. Mm. Can you? Yeah, Michael seems to just have gotten away with things with with Vince McMahon like his whole life, his whole <laughs> career. Yeah, it was. Um... Yeah, I, I wonder who, like, I kind of assume, looking at this, Michaels wanted this. Like, say you're in the very early stages of talking about, you know, oh, we're bringing in Hogan, we're bringing Hogan back, he's going to have a, a little run. I, I could imagine Michael saying, oh, I, I want a match. I, I want a match with Hogan. How do we get there? How do we map that out? I don't know if, um, would Hogan care about having a match with Michaels? I don't imagine so. Yeah, he probably just sees him as the guys in the rockers. 
Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. I think that's kind of hinted at, you know, I'm sure you've got instances in the build-up of Michael saying, you know, this place has changed, all that kind of thing, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I imagine it would have been Michael's pushing to make it happen. I, I don't know what kind of... I think having them tag team together was a sensible move. You've got two legends um, and you can hide the limitations quite well um, of, of Hogan. But yeah, I, I don't... I suppose I get it as a marquee match seller tickets. I, I don't think it, the, spe- the idea of the spectacle of it would have grabbed me no, me neither. They 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 seem like they don't mesh together properly. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking, can you imagine if they'd done Hogan Cena? Mm-hmm. As far as from the in ring. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh my goodness! Just been incredible. Oh, uh, yeah. How does this? How do we get to finish on this? Well, how do we get to finish on any? We uh, we Hulk get. Hogan? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what led up to it because I think Michaels does do his elbow drop and then hits sweet chin music, but then there's something. Does something happen with the ref or something? Yeah, like well, that? we get two different ref bumps. Yeah, um, yeah. In this match, we I think we spoke about this the last time. Why are we doing ref bumps if we're not getting interference or yeah. something? But we we do get a chair shot. Uh, mm-hmm. Michaels cleans Hogan's club with a chair shot hits mm-hmm. a flying elbow, hits sweet chin music and we know what's coming, one, two and he kicks out with authority as Gorilla Monsoon would say um, we get the whole you nonsense and lots of punches big bootleg drop, one, two, three the crowd goes home happy Yep. Um, Michaels comes back to the ring and he seems to say, I had to, you know, he's got his hands up to say, like, I had to find out, um, I wanted to know, sort of thing, and they get a handshake. And uh, from there, Hogan says that he expected to go on and do another match. <laughs> but then, the next night on Raw, Michael's completely buried him, talking about him being <laughs> agile, too fast for him, cat-like in the ring. He says his catch, his catch-can style was too much <laughs> for me. Yeah, Hogan says that was that was when it finished for him. <laughs> Quite funny. Uh, and um, you'll never guess who interrupted Michael's uh, promo. See if you can guess. It's his next next opponent for the next pay per view. Hmm. He was on the last pay per view, I think. He wasn't wrestling on it. He had a little sort of cameo type thing. Can't think who that would be. Chris Masters, the masterpiece. Oh no, master lock challenge. I didn't go from Angle to Hogan <laughs> to master lock. Eh, masterpiece. What's his name? Chris Masters. Chris Masters. I think Tough he was goal. one that maybe um, disappeared a bit after getting done for steroids. Mm. It's, it's like the the body on him is absolutely incredible. Aye. I'm just looking at some of the um, uh, what's the Meltzer thing we dig? What's the the name of his newsletter? The Observer. Observer. Uh, Mysterio and Guerrero got three and a half. Cena Jericho three and three quarters. Don't know what match that they were watching there. Uh, Hogan Michaels got three and a half. That 
was in. So that was SummerSlam 2005. Okay. Are you sure, sure you don't want to bump it up a little? Nah. Two? Really? I'll give it a three. Like, I, I enjoyed the in-ring Eddie Guerrero Rey Mysterio. I enjoyed Orton Undertaker. I think that was kind of it for me. Okay. Um, would you like to know where we're going? Tell me. We're off to Oklahoma City. Oh, God, JR, I'll be absolutely oh, loving it. But what's going to happen to him? Vince always used to do something to him when he was Time for Triple H to make his return oh. on my sledgehammer. Yeah. Um, we are in Oklahoma for Unforgiven 2005. And to say we've got a mixed card would be an understatement. <laughs> um, but we know about judging things on paper, but uh, Intercontinental title match, Carlito versus Ric Flair. Okay. Tag team match, Tori Wilson and Victoria versus Ashley and Trish Stratus. Okay. Oh, the Big Show versus Snitsky. No. <laughs> Shelton Benjamin versus Kerwin White. Who is Kerwin White? Do you see this? Yeah. Uh, Kerwin White was, um, remember Chavo Guerrero took on like a like a, a guy, like a Mexican guy that wanted to be white. That was Kerwin White. Character Amazing. Life. Okay. Uh, steel cage match, Matt Hardy versus Edge. Okay. A tag team title match, which is, I feel like we've not seen a tag match in. Yeah. We had that, like, tournament thing, that survivor oh, thing or whatever you would call it. But, yeah, yeah that's it. Uh, Rosie and the Hurricane, still champions, taking on Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch. Oh, I think I quite like them. Key oh, nice. Murdoch. I think, I, if I'm thinking of the right guys, I think I quite like them. Nice. Uh, Masters versus Michaels. And in the main event, John Cena versus Kurt Angle. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It's quite uninspiring. Okay. I have I have been thinking, as we've been going, okay. about what to, what to use... Uh, for the fan cast and I, I, I almost talked myself out of this because we did friends and maybe does it feel a little bit similar but I'm going uh, I'm going for another comedy show that I think you enjoyed as well I think okay. I hope okay scrubs nice so I think I think there's plenty to work with there definitely um, am I gonna have to go back and rewatch all of scrubs That'd be a shame. You know, watching watching Ted Lasso recently, uh -huh. I, I keep thinking I think I just I think I might go back and watch Scrubs because since I've found out that it's uh, I can't remember his name, but the, the same creator um of Scrubs as, as Ted Lasso. I, I sometimes see things and I think, well that's quite scrubsy. It's uh, I've I've been on the emotional roller coaster that has been the final season of uh, of Ted Lasso, and I've got two. There was one episode wasn't out available yet. Is that maybe available towards the end of this week? Um, which I think is the last episode. Mm -hmm. But I held off from watching the second last, so I can watch two in a row. Oh man, I'm glad I'm glad I know that. I, was, I nearly texted you something about the. Was it episode 11? Second last episode? Oh. Um, I nearly texted something about it and I thought, oh no, you'll be waiting. Ah, it's like I, I had originally planned to not watch any of it till it was all available, but it's, 
I, I ended up, much to my surprise, Abby expressed an interest in watching it. So I just watched season one and two with her just to refresh my, oh, my memory of it. Nice. Uh, I, I said to her, it's, you know, it's about a football team, but it's not. It's, it's really not. And uh, she absolutely loves it. Nice. So so you've been through Ted Lasso season three spoilers. You've been through Zava. Yes. Did you like the Zava stuff? I did. I mean, I, I was immediately thinking Ibrahimovic when they were when they were going for it. But yeah, no, I enjoyed that. I, I just kept thinking, like, uh, Abby was turning to me saying, it's amazing. I mean, this player's clearly far too good for the team, but <laughs> I was like, it, ca- it can't last. It just can't. It's not going to. I quite liked it. didn't outstay its welcome, that sort mm-hmm. of mini yeah. storyline. Yeah. Um, and you'll have seen the uh, Super League, sort of. Yes, yeah, saw that. Episode that might okay. have been the last one I watched, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe yeah. text me once you've watched the most recent one. Okay. You will, you will want to. I think, I think it might be just like, say, Friday, watch two, and then it's that's it's, Is that the end end? Is that them done? Uh, they've been quite coy, but then. Yeah. Watch okay. the next episode. That's what okay. I would say. <laughs> I've had an idea in my mind of what I think might happen, but yeah, I'll let it play the, out. I feel like they're taking our hand and leading us down a certain path. Yeah. yeah. Um, and not being very subtle about it. Yeah. Uh, with Roy and, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. A little bit of bonus lasso. Yeah. For you. Yeah. I, w- yeah. I would encourage all of our listeners to watch that show. Excellent. Me too. Massively. And, and one and two, I feel, I, I'm not sure if I feel that three's up to par with one and two but it's nice to have new episodes i think um, i thought two was brilliant like mm-hmm. i i think I, I felt like that's put it hit a peak um but yeah I like and i did wonder episode in season oh, three i thought that was like a return to form yeah that was good uh I, the other thing i thought about which made me assume that they're ending it is i feel like they've tried to squeeze quite a lot in like trying to resolve a lot of situations so um maybe if there'd been one more season that could have been a bit more gradual but yeah i could enjoy some more some more um heel nate i think yeah he's enjoyable to hate great fun while it was really in full flow yeah yeah okay right unforgiven 2005 will be what we talk about next um After that, after that, I think we go Survivor Series. I've mapped it out for you. Uh, and I think that might be the end of the year and into New Year's Revolution. I don't remember there ever been a pay-per-view called New Year's Revolution. Was that a, a new thing that they did for a, a couple of years or something? Yeah, I remember a couple of them. I think one of them is absolutely terrible. Oh, dear. Excellent. Well, I hope it's not the one that we've got to watch. Yeah, I would need to see a card to know. I'm just not sure. I think there's an elimination chamber on that one. Okay. For the title. Okay. Um, anyway, yes. We shall speak about that next time. Oh, you've went for scrubs. I was going to say, so what are you going to do for yep. us for casting? Let's scrubs. go for scrubs. And, uh, okay. yeah. The Excellent. next time it's my turn, I won't. I'll, I'll plan in advance. I wouldn't have to think of it in the sort of hour and a half while we're doing the show. Scrubs is a good pluck. If you're going to pluck, it's a good one. <laughs> um, okay. Well, don't be a see you next Tuesday, and we shall see you next Tuesday. Tara. Cheers. <laughs>